When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Just hold on, we're going home. Welcome to another episode of That's a Rap Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jay Rosales, and we are recording this merely minutes after the Toronto Raptors 2021-2022 schedule has been released. Boys, they are coming back home to Scotiabank Arena. How are you feeling, guys? I feel happy, but at the same time, I know that there's a Delta variant and I don't want to be that guy who, like, keys on parades or anything but let's just hope that everything is going to be okay because we're so close we're so close to things being back to normal i know the numbers are rising so i don't want to get my hopes up just yet but i feel like they would have had to figure it out in case that does happen nonetheless i'm looking at the schedule there's a full schedule here there's scotia bank arena things Ooh. are looking a little normal jason how are you doing and jason jason and- you know, it has, it, as, as Dre said, it does look like we're going back to Scotiabank Arena. How many days has it been since the Raptors last played at Scotiabank Arena? Between when they last played and when they will ideally next play on October the 20th against the Wizards. How many days? Per our friend S, who works at the score and does a wonderful job, he noted that it has been exactly, and when we are going to play on that opening day in Washington, October 20th. 600 days. Oh, 600 oh. days. On that the dot? On the dot. 100 more days than Joseph Gordon-Levitt had with. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I mean, 500 days. Of, anyway. 
more days that is too many days uh raptors fans yes as jay said the schedule is is out for the toronto raptors and as dre alluded to it does say scotia bank arena now what does that mean we're going to be back in scotia bank arena we can only hope we can only cross the fingers so please get vaccinated please make sure we double mask triple mask whatever you got to do because i want to see our raptors back home and you saw that clip from from toronto now, uh, from Toronto Raptors social media, uh, they are excited too. So it's it's looking pretty positive that the Raptors will be back in Toronto uh, come October 20th. So without further ado, welcome to That's a Rap Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans, for Raptors fans, Raptor fans. Rejoice. There is a schedule out. We're going to go through the ones that the... I guess the games are most looking forward to the games that are like WTF and also the road trips, of course. Uh, but okay, so before I do that, Jay, Dre, can I ask you a question? No, uh, I'm, I'm taken. Sorry, uh, sorry. No, what's the question? <laughs> I I know. You know. Okay, let's, let's skip that question. No, okay. Real question <laughs> is: Are hot dogs a sandwich? Oh boy, we're asking this one. Wait, <laughs> yes. wait, wait. May I ask before I answer? May I ask why? I, I'm out of the loop here. No problem. <laughs> Team USA uh, basketball tweeted this out. All they had was a uh, just a billboard asking the players while they walk by, "Is a hot dog a sandwich?" And surprisingly, it was very even split. I think the answers were six yes, five no. So, what do you guys think? Is a hot dog a sandwich? When I hear McDonald's, like you know their burgers and stuff, you know it's like a fast food sandwich. If a if a hamburger is a sandwich, then I don't see why a hot dog can't be. It's meat between two buns. It's not that serious. I'm gonna say yeah, it is though. No, Jay? no, it's not. Okay, well, why? No, no. Uh, I was trying to think on the spot. You, you got me thinking on the spot here, but I was trying to think of another example where it's like two things that are actually different, but they sound like they're similar. I, I can't right now, and it's going to come to me like in three minutes when I'm going to answer this in two, but I'm going to stick with no, it's not. Let, leave them be. They are termed differently. <laughs> Interesting. And uh, yeah, I'll stick to that until I come up with my example. But I heard there was like, I don't remember who it was like, I think some of the rookies, they were asked, is a straw, does a straw have one hole or two holes? I think that was the <laughs> other one. That was now, the other one. Yeah, that was a lot more ridiculous. Anyway, Jay, so what do you think? I think it's a sandwich. Yes! Yeah, we win. Majority wins. Thank God we (laughs) we only have three co-hosts. Yeah. Jay versus Dre all over again. I think the hot dog is a sandwich. Wait, I just said I'm not going to get that serious about this. Here I am. Sorry, guys. That's a good point. Well, okay. So, I mean, everyone has their own thoughts. Uh, but if you're right, if a, if a hamburger is a sandwich, is considered a sandwich, I think hot dog should be a subcategory as well to be a sandwich. But that's not what we're here for, guys. I just wanted to throw that out there because Team USA did it. The schedule. The schedule, the schedule. The Raptors uh, release their 2021-22 schedules. And it says Scotiabank Arena, you know, again, cross our fingers. Let's go by let's go through it, man. Uh October twenty October twentieth is the first game against the Washington Wizards, seven thirty PM um in Scotiabank Arena. Are there outside of okay, let's you know, throw the elephant out of the room. February third is when Lowry comes back, hopefully uh, for, for Miami. Outside of that one, okay, are there any other 
games that we are or you guys are looking forward to or that we should look out for? I, uh, I'm glad you specified games because if you said, are there any dates we're looking out for? I'm like, yeah, the one where Dragas get traded for another All-Star. I mean, no, that's, that's... You know what? I was actually looking forward to the Dallas game because they're probably they're probably going to be talking to each other. Dragic and, and Doncic are probably going to be talking to each other throughout the whole game. But outside of the dates, I want to know which games that we're looking forward to. Yeah, Jay, what, what games are you looking for? No, I, there's honestly, there's way too many. I think because that this league is becoming... There's, there's much more parity now coming into this league so wow, the wise. number of, the number of interesting games are they just pile up so i i don't think listing them all I, i'll end up listing at least half the schedule i think what i will do is i'll just like point out certain things that jump out to me by uh i guess by month and right okay. off the bat in october what i noticed is there are seven games and five of them are at home so it's it's really is a a, a homecoming stretch for the Raptors, right? Assuming, of course, that they are going back to Scotiabank Arena. And within that homecoming stretch, and I think that this is the right way to go about it with the schedule, right? It's it, We've been away from, from home for way too long, and let's just make sure that they get a lot of home cooking for that first little while. Um, and within those five home games within the first month are some really interesting ones, right? Right off the bat, you, you get Washington at home. That is a, a very interesting matchup because it'll be a, a wizard squad that looks... Very, very different from what you've seen in the past. Still um, bad, but different. Still, yeah, still bad, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I think I mentioned this in the last pod that I'm a bit higher on them than all of this um, excitement over the the Chicago Bulls, for example. But mm. uh, I won't be comparing too many teams here. It's just more the excitement of you know you, you just can't beat it, right? I mean, I was lucky enough to be in the arena a couple years ago for the, the banner raising, and I. I don't know. A part of me feels like the 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 buzz in the building and in the city will be very similar. So it's weird to say that because it's like we didn't win a championship. Heck, we didn't even make the playoffs. But the excitement to be back in the arena, I got to say, I I really do think it'll be similar to when the banner was raised. Would you guys agree with that? It's going to be different. Uh, honestly, be I, I, yeah, like you said, I remember when you told us that you were going to the banner raising uh, because I think that was a last minute thing for you, right? I think we were going to like record that day, and then Jay, you're like, I'm going to the game, and we're all like, God, can you get yeah, us another? It was game? very but last second, but yeah, I, I can, I can just imagine like the feeling it was to be in there for a monumental moment, and to all our Jays fans, to all our, our, you know. Uh, baseball fans that are listening to this as well uh when i saw that video when the jays played again in the sky dome like it was emotional you saw the players there that were trying to hold up tears you saw montoyo trying to hold back tears like it was very very emotional and i feel like it's going to be the same way when the raptors come back yeah albeit it's not going to be the exact same team i mean I, i wish kyle lowry was there to feel the emotion but i think for all in all and all together the team is going to realize how important basketball is in Toronto. Uh, like the Leafs have been playing in Toronto the whole time. The Jays have clearly been playing, uh, you know, for some time now in Toronto. But the one sport uh, outside of football and TF- TFC, no other team has been away for this long. So when the Raptors come back at Scotiabank Arena, uh, like uh, 
I honestly think it's going to be more emotional than the than the day that the banner was raised. Dre, what it's, do you think? Uh, emo- I don't know if it's going to be more emotional, but it's emotional for a different reason. Because one, I'll, I'll tell you this: there, there are huge reliefs in two different ways. One is waiting twenty-four odd years for a championship to come to the city. This this underestimated underdog city in the NBA. And the other one is finally getting to see our players playing home and getting that just again, like the gist of what they're supposed to be feeling as, you know, a team, not always away. You know, the fans get to get to watch games again. Um, the only thing I, I don't mean to make us depressed as hell. I need to remind us the fact, you know, it was brought up earlier that Lowry 600 days, 600 days. He just, he never came back as a Raptor. And that sucks for like the greatest Raptor of all time. So there's that aspect of it as well. So I feel like the championship was all positive outside of Hawaii was gone. Danny Green was gone, but it was still positive. It was like, well, the sky's the limit. We've got this young core. It wasn't just those guys. Siakam showed up. Ben Bleach showed up. Powell showed up. We're going to be just fine. But here it's like, the Raptors are finally back, but this is clearly a Raptors of new. It's going to be a little bittersweet, but hey, I feel like in a different way, it's going to be just as emotional. I feel like you're looking at two very different things. So you're looking at something that everybody dreams for, which is a championship if you're if you're an athlete, and you're looking at something else where it's the never-ending nightmare that's finally I, resolving, that yeah. nobody expects will ever happen, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I also don't think that it's going to be a full house, like just no, right. it can't it's be. For safety reasons, yeah. obviously. So you're talking about maybe. So I think the Scotia Bank Arena hosts nineteen thousand eight hundred. I'm probably going to say it's going to be half of that, maybe less yeah, than that. Probably less than so, half. Yeah. So I mean, it, not only is it going to be uh, weird still, but you're going to have half of the arena there. So I'm hoping that the people who are lucky enough to go there, I hope at least half of that half of the capacity is going to be uh first line uh you know health workers first line health workers uh people who are deservingly so who've been helping us through this whole pandemic that would this is what kind of what the jays did so i'm hoping that people who are deservingly so about uh able to go there who are basketball junkies as much as we are are allowed to go there so by a time that us guys that are just average joes who are allowed to go and and you know probably uh going to spend some good money to go see our raptors again it's going to be some time still for us to go so again um i i think that it's going to be like you said dre it's going to be a little bit different emotionally speaking when a banner went up it was it was all positives but this time it's like finally you know just that relief of having to watch basketball back in toronto having the team back in toronto at some kind of resemblance of normalcy all right um I was going to throw out some numbers to you guys, but I'm going to save that for later. Let's get into some juicy games here and and talk a little bit about some games that are upcoming on this schedule. We will obviously talk about the Lowry game at some point, um, but I want to start off with the October games. And as I mentioned, there are a few home games to to kind of whet your appetite for, for Raptors basketball in Toronto. After the Washington home game, the next home game is against Dallas. And that mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have been on our radar a couple of months ago, but now all of a sudden... That could be if Drogic does get traded on October the 1st. Um, 
I don't know if that's interesting to you guys. The next it's home game after that is DeRozan and the Bulls. Yeah. After that, it is a home game against O'Shea Brissett and the Pacers. Okay, that's not as exciting. Let's be real. Who cares? <laughs> and then after that, the other, the only other home game in October is Jalen Suggs. It's Jalen Suggs. So which yeah. one of those four, or I guess let's include Washington, which one of those home games are you most interested in seeing? It's got to be the Suggs one. It has to be. Well, right? I mean, for, for you, I guess, because that's like that the hypothetical prospect for me. I'm happy to see DeRozan hopefully thriving. I'm yeah. going to go with it. I'm curious because that Chicago team, like Jay, like you've said, they could be a complete bust. All offense is your defense, but they could be really fun to watch. They could also be quite exhilarating, you know, just as like a, like a threat of a team. So even if they kick the crap out of us, I'm interested to see that Chicago game. Especially because it's our boy DeRozan. We want to see him win a chip, yeah. don't we? Do you really think that Debo's going to win a chip in Chicago? He's not. Like, I don't think he's going to win a chip in Chicago, but no, he's going to look dope. I don't know if you guys saw. There are some. It's we've already entered leaked jersey season, and oh my god, <laughs> the next one for the Bulls, just like last year. Remember last year's was like probably my. I think I had said it that that was my favorite. Yeah, they've come at it again with another classic. So if you get a chance to look at it, it's pretty dope. It's uh, if you remember. Michael Jordan's uh, rookie season jersey, where like the Chicago is in cursive writing, uh, that looks like that'll be the, the 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 retro jersey for the Bulls. It's gonna look dope. And then put DeRozan on that. I'm with you on this, Dre. I think that's the one that excites me the most um, of the of the October games. Yeah. That, okay. So let me let me just clarify that it's gonna be fun seeing uh, Chicago mainly because of Debo and also seeing uh, Lonzo as well. But I just think narrative wise, when it comes back to the Raptors, you know that throughout the entire season, Scotty is going to be compared to Jalen Suggs. Always, yeah. always, always, always. So by the time that, you know, four, four or five games in, uh, it's going to be what's Scotty uh, averaging, what's Suggs averaging. And then so be so close to the beginning of the season to see both teams. And you know that Suggs is going to have more minutes than Scotty. Uh, so they're probably not going to be playing very much against each other anyways. But it's just going to be the narrative of like, you know, I, I, I want to put a bet of how many times the whole Scotty Barnes got drafted before Jalen Suggs narrative comes up. All game that. long. All yeah, game long, like, and the the problem with with that from a Raptors perspective is that Suggs will probably be starting already, whereas Barnes is still going right. to get his feet wet exactly. in this lineup. So exactly. I can see this being a so uh, people who these... don't know what they're talking about are going to be like, oh my god, he's only averaging like three points. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You can count on that happening, especially after yeah. a game this early in the season matched up against Suggs. Oh god, um, here comes the media. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, moving over to November, I do notice that this is the first of two instances where the Raptors have a long road trip. They've got six games, uh, six Ouch. game road trip, Portland, Utah, Sacramento, Golden State, Memphis, Indiana. Yeah, that's going to be tough. <laughs> and then on, to, on top of that, that's going to be on the on the back heels of a, a, a two game set in Boston and in Philly. So really, it oh is eight, eight out of nine games on the road. That's that's kind of tough. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything at that in no, the November portion of the schedule that specifically jumps out to you. I guess for, for me, it would be, you know, it's, it's the, the Raptors first date with Brooklyn. It is the Raptors first date against Evan Mobley. 
Um, and then, of course, the Memphis slash Vancouver slash Toronto Grizzlies um, yeah. at the end of November there. Um, <laughs> anything, anything jump out to you guys in November? I, I think the the um, surprise of seeing Boston so many times. I mean, we're going to see Boston once in October and then twice in November. I'll get That's those a, Celtics games out of the way, huh? Yeah, I, I know. Like, I we see them that often anyway, but to see them that often so quickly, it's like, are they just trying to make sure that we face Boston before they face any injuries? Is that what this is? <laughs> yeah, and then that fourth game is not until like one of the last few games of the season. So it's going to be weird when it comes to like, you know, let's say the end of the season when you're thinking, oh, the, the Celtics have a 3-0 record against the Raptors or vice versa. It's like, yeah, but that was early in the season. That doesn't really count. So, hmm. yeah, really interesting and, how that And this out. one is like... Uh, this road trip, because I'm looking at the at another trip, road trip. March always has a road trip. I yeah, March that. always and, does. Yeah, and it, but the thing is that they have, uh, like, they're staying in LA the the last part of it, right? Yeah. Uh, for this November road trip, it's like all over the place: Portland, Utah, Sacramento. I guess Golden State, Sacramento, they're in the same place. But and then they're going back on the like a little bit more East Coast at Memphis and Indiana, and it's like they're they're just jumping all over the place. So. It's more. It's more like I'm glad they're getting this out of the way, early, kind of. Yeah. But but at the same time, it's like February also has a, a, a long road trips. Like I said, March has a lot of road trips. Like so, it, what it looks like is that we're doing home games back in Scotiabank, but it almost seems seems like they're accommodating for it by placing them on the road a lot. So they don't come home nearly as often. That's well, almost I, what it sounds I still like. Think it's, I think every every team is 41 and 41. I mean, of just to make. But like, I feel like the ways that they're going about it is that we're on the road less often. Yeah. We're, we're on the road for the same amount of games, but less often. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I see that too. I'm even looking at like January. There's like a, there's a lot of road games. There's a, there's a five game road trip in January. Like it's, it's pretty tough. This is a pretty tough schedule. I know that they, like, I'm not the one who does it. But I don't know who does, but whoever puts out the schedule and then the person who, like, decides who has the hardest road trip or has the hardest schedule, like, average-wise, like, I don't know how that happens, but I have to assume that Toronto has one of the hardest schedule. So according just to uh, Positive Residuals website, which I love referring to now for, for schedule reasons, um, so these are the numbers I was going to throw out to you guys earlier. So the Raptors have 14 back-to-backs, uh, 10 games with a rest advantage, uh, 11 games with a rest disadvantage. And here's the, the good and the bad. The good is that they travel the third fewest miles of every team in the NBA. So that's good. Mm. And then the bad is they have the seventh hardest schedule based on last year's winning percentage, which I would say, take okay. that with a grain of salt because remember too that, actually no, no, that is that is difficult. There There is no taking of any grains of salt here the the raptors let's face it they're in one of the most difficult divisions in the league with the you know comeuppance of the knicks and you know with the the celtics are still like this is the thing is the celtics could could conceivably finish last in this division because of philly and the nets and you know boston's direction not really looking so fantastic on the flip side they they could be a home playoff team but we don't know but that this is i'm saying this in in the sense that it is a difficult division so regardless of how the schedule played out the raptors were going to be on the lower end of 
having a harder schedule because they'd be playing more games against harder opponents. So hmm. um, I guess the, the the silver lining is that at the very least, they're not traveling as often as other teams are, which can wear down on a team, especially one like the Raptors, which was always traveling for yeah. the last uh, 600 days, right? Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. I mean, they've been away forever for for the longest of any of these teams so i mean if anybody understands uh traveling it's 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 these guys for sure so okay what about, Harden. What, i'm sorry uh <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, jay what about in december i know that it's always going to be the favorite of mine is is on new year's uh on new year's or new year's eve it's basically you know the time where i get to be with uh, family and uh most often or not like my wife and i are not working uh and then so we finally get to watch a game together with everybody and this game is against freaking Kawhi leonard hopefully he's oh. available we're not sure i don't think i don't think he'll be available but it is the clippers with eric Bledsoe, god <laughs> <laughs> is there i don't know is there anything in december that would to, to look out, out for yes Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I feel like there is as well. Uh, Dre, I'll let you go first because I've got one. Okay, okay. Well, uh, I believe this is the first time we're seeing Golden State at home, and that's going to be, I think, with Clay Thompson again. So it's going to be the first time that we're facing Clay Thompson at home for the first time in a very long time. So there's that that I'm looking forward to since the championship run. That's a good one. Oh, thank Mm -hmm. you. Um, Some of the other ones, you know, there's a – there's Orlando. There's the, I'm trying to stay away from some of the obvious ones. I'm trying to. Okay, then then can I cut you off there because yeah. I think it, it it segues great into the game I'm excited about. Yep. You mentioned you, Clay Thompson. Are you, in the are you finally going to give uh, Danny Green a ring? Yes, that? that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's it. December twenty eighth, Philadelphia comes to town, and Danny Green <laughs> should finally what? get his ring. Oh, that's just <laughs> sad. Well, congrats to him. I mean, he just got married, so he's, he already has a ring, if anything. Okay, so wait, that's that's three plus four. He just needs a fifth, and he's got the entire gauntlet. He's, so there yeah, you go. That's wow. true. So finally, two-year hiatus, Danny Green may get his Raptors championship ring after being on two different teams already. I want to check the schedule. I'm, I got to – there's this – he must be getting his Lakers like, – he got his Lakers ring already, right? I think so. Why wouldn't he have? This is like that extremely delayed, like Kyrie Irving tribute that the Cleveland had, where it's <laughs> yeah. like it was like it was like it in was... Brooklyn. It's like not even when he was a Celtic did he. It's true. <laughs> I remember when it, when they did. I was like, wait, this is really the first time. I was oh like, my wait, gosh. wait, is this the first time, or did they finally get over themselves? Like, what's the story here? I couldn't believe it. It doesn't make any. It was like five years or something ridiculous. It was four years, I think. Yeah, wow. So December crazy. is also the first time we see the uh, reigning champions, too. On December 2nd, we see Milwaukee Bucks. Yep, yep. I, I can't wait for Fred Van Vliet to shut him down, uh, shut down Giannis again. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we got a higher pick uh, than 7th grade because we probably would have got, uh, hopefully, we would have gotten Devion Mitchell, but he has the best nickname uh, as, I think he, they call him Off Night. So whoever is being guarded by Devon Mitchell is wow. having an off night. So that's wow. the best. That's the best, best uh, nickname I've ever heard in my life. Now, he better yeah. uphold that because if he does, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah, well, you know, anyone, not anyone just gets that nickname. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. And also, great. he sets himself for, for some 
uh, beefing on the on on Twitter if it, he himself has an off night, right? So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's kind of setting himself up there. Yeah. Okay. January, I got a big one. Um, All right. What you got? Um, what you got? So okay, January twenty uh, third versus Portland. Mm. Oh, it's, it's I am not ready for that. Storm and yeah. Norman. Storm and Norman, man. That's is the, that first the first. Time. Oh my god! Yeah, that is. We, we do face Portland in Portland on November fifteenth, but this is the first time the port that Norm comes back to uh, Osmos of Toronto. Wow. Let's <laughs> awesome. see how that works, man. It's it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm not ready for that, honestly. I I'm still sad about that players tribune that he wrote for us. Oh like, yeah, incredibly sad. Like he yeah. loved, he loved and loves Toronto. So it's going to be so sad when he comes back. Outside of Lowry's, obviously in February, we're going to talk about that really soon. But I hope that tribute video is going to be incredible. I'm not prepared. All right, let's let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, February, Jay. Anything? Anything? Well, you, you, well, we've been we've been bearing this lead, but we got to talk about it. February. There's only one game, really. Like there's, there's Atlanta. No, uh, it's not Atlanta. There's <laughs> 11 games listed in February, but really, there's only one. So. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. Like it's it's Lowry's return. Like it's it's oh. it's big on so many different levels. Like there's going to be a montage. There's going to be an emotional video. There's going to be I don't know. There's going to be wedding proposals. Like <laughs> all sorts of all sorts of crap that people are are like setting up just for this one. Where it's like, yeah, she said yes when Lowry came back. Yeah, like yeah. you know, it's going to be like this is monumental. This is probably. And let's be honest, because we're not going to do that amazingly this year. This is going to be the game. The game of the entire year. It is. Yeah, yeah it is. And it, am I going overboard by ask, asking that he do his 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 pregame intro just one more time in front of the crowd? Like, <laughs> No, but I, just, I do no. have a feeling he's going to go to center court and like tap center court. That's No, that's, for sure. For sure. Yeah. There's going to like, be no stepping on Lucky or anything like that. It's, no. going to be, it's going to be all good vibes. Here's my question. Has any player, active player, had their uh, jersey retired? Like while still being active? While still playing, yeah. While Is still that even playing. possible? I don't think so. The only thing I can think of is that someone who... And the only person that comes to mind is Michael Jordan, where it was retired, and then he came out of retirement yeah. and played. But other than that, I don't think it happens until they, they've retired. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, to be a trendsetter, I wouldn't see why not, right? I mean, he's not wearing number seven in Miami anymore either. I don't see why not. Like, oh, I must have missed that. What's he wearing? I don't know yet. I don't think he said anything. I there is that clip from Miami, uh, you know, showing Lowry or welcoming Lowry. You could yeah. faintly hear uh, the announcer say a number, I think, and I think mm. I heard number nine. But don't quote me on that. Maybe it was something else, but I'm assuming it might be number nine it could be just like a one number above or below seven kind of like what DeRozan did with 11 but who knows maybe it's number nine i don't know interesting interesting but that's in february there's only one game it's, yeah there is yeah february 3rd anything in march there's there's that dreaded you know that second uh road trip that i would that we both kind of alluded to right and yeah it's 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 a doozy right it starts off not bad with cleveland and san antonio and then it just you know, hit you hard with Phoenix, Denver, Lakers, Clippers. Ouch. Uh, Lakers so, at home and then Philly. Or at Yeah, Philly. yeah. It's true. It's it's quite it's quite I guess the, the bigger uh, question is, is are we gonna pass five hundred this year? 
I, I think know. that's a legit question, right? Like I don't the, think the, the expectations know. are fairly low for this team, and, and you know you can see why. We're gonna be fine, just not this year. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm not being negative. Yeah. We're we're heading in the right direction. Jay, I remember you gave uh, the Vegas odds for for Raptors or for like Eastern teams. Yeah. Wasn't it like 33 or something like that for Raptors that they think? Yeah, 37 and a half. The over-under is 37 and a half. Nothing much going on in April. Let's see if the Raptors are going to, you know, like... Well, I mean, it is. It's it's kind of it bookends the, the way the season starts, right? With a bunch of home games. Four of the six games are at home. In fact, if we even stretch it back to March, eight of the last 10 games are home. So... They, mm-hmm. they really have squeezed the home games at the beginning and end of the schedule and like packed all the, the traveling in the middle. I don't know how, yeah. I feel, how I feel about that. but There's another um, Miami game at home in April. So there's that. Yeah, there is. The, the other Lowry game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, with, with eight of ten games at home near the end of the season, like if, if the Raptors are in some position where they are battling for the play-in position, battling for to stay out of the play-in and maybe like be in that five six range that's kind of where i see them as a best case scenario yeah this 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 home schedule could be very helpful for the team if you're playing uh, teams that have you know really high playoff aspirations miami atlanta and philly uh you know to a certain extent with atlanta those teams aren't going to play heavy minutes for their starters um so like you said jay if, if the raptors are trying to play in that play in it could be beneficial for us, especially if we have eight of the ten games that are at home. If we're trying to get into that play-in or get into that A spot or something, like that home stretch is very, very important for us. You know, I think that it would be good to have, uh, you know, players such as like Scotty and Malachi to play heavy minutes back at the back end of the season, uh, especially to get that experience of trying to play for something. That's why I love the fact that there is a play-in. Maybe someone like, of course, like the Lakers or the Clippers don't like to have the play-in because, you know, the Lakers have to play another game uh, with that uh, with those tired 36-year-old legs. But for a team like us who are young and hungry, I think the play-in tournament is going to be quite interesting come April. Yeah, and... And one more thing that I, I'm, you know, as you're saying about teams that are resting players and that the fact that the, a lot of these games are near the end of the schedule are home games. Again, it really does depend on where the Raptors are from a playoff position and, and where they're going as a team and what direction they're going in. But the fact that all these games are at home really does add to the importance of the 905. And we know that Delano mm-hmm. Benton, David Johnson, Justin Champagny, they're all going to be spending most of the season in the 905. The fact that the Raptors are this close to home, then I would expect that a lot of all three of them to get some run in the latter part of March and beginning of April, get those reps in after spending a season in the 905 and really interested to see how they're going to do because if, if the summer league was any indication, they should be, you know, primed for some, some good growth in the 905 development system. And, you know, we'll see how they, how good they look this time in, in March and April versus how good they've already looked in, in summer league. Absolutely. Well, there you go. Raptors fans. The schedule is out. The schedule also says Scotiabank arena. So cross our fingers that all goes well by the time October 20th rolls around and all the way until you know see what happens in the playoffs of the playing tournament but Raptors fans rejoice you're back you're the, the Toronto Raptors are back there back home 
can't wait so let's take a little bit of a break we'll come back we'll talk about the messiah presser and maybe a little bit malice in the palace talk to you guys soon Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. By the way, the answer is uh, straws one hole because it, it goes continuously <laughs> through. It's it's one hole. If you look at the two sides of a hole, that's a hole. It's one. It's one hole. Anyway, uh, there was a one before one before I come off as a hole. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the That's a Rat podcast. Uh, let's not get too uh, too uh, sailor mouthy here. Jace, uh, what's going on? <laughs> Wasn't there another? There was another. Uh... Gillespie question was I think it was was water wet? I think that's a little what? easier one. I'm pretty sure water is <laughs> Okay, at that point it's just getting that I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> that's like some philosophical stuff. Okay, so like yeah. a, a straw is one hole. That I can tell you, but the rest okay. I confused. Okay, well let's see if the Raptor social media does another Gillespie question of is a hot dog a sandwich? But Raptor fans, welcome back to That's Rap Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. And Raptor fans, like we said in the beginning of this episode, the schedule is out. Let us know which game you guys are and girls are most excited for. Obviously, February 3rd, we're going to get our tissues ready. Even for January 23rd, when Portland, when Norm comes back, oh man, a lot of emotions going on. But I'm really excited for this season mainly because it says scotia bank arena so let's hope that the raptors are back in town okay not too long ago i believe it was like tuesday uh we are recording this on a friday april 20th masai ujiri recently had a presser the first one since he signed his per grange 15 million dollar a year extension it was great to see. It was great to uh, watch and hear. It was a, pre- a first presser, not on Skype or Zoom. It was like a f- full-on person-to-person presser. It was really cool to see. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys. Like, It was a 44-minute interview. Uh, there was a lot to unpack. Uh, I just wanted to see if you guys like got any snippets that you want to talk about. Because uh, you know, he throws out a lot of gems. Masai is never short of talking without with a lot of emotion and and there's no filter with him so was there anything out of that presser that you wanted to highlight yeah so i think that with with messiah's presser it's was you know the other thing about the presser is outside of the quotes 
for for a lot of Raptors media, it was their first time being at a press conference in person. Yeah. So it was kind mm-hmm. of interesting to see all the different photos. And usually we don't pay too much attention to the actual media members. But I thought that was kind of cool that this was the first time of all events, really, that the Raptors Twitter and Raptors media could all kind of get together just like old times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and kind of be together in the same room and, you know, just nothing but good vibes. And, and to, in addition to that, it's for something monumental, right? And Masai signing for an incredible amount of money, like that's more money than, than like, that's Gary Trent okay. Jr. money. That's like yeah. player money, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, worth it. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you can double that, I'd still be happy with it. But, um, you know the he added some light some further light to what the vice chairman title would entail basically that he'd be doing more more stuff more philanthropical um if that's a word i think uh if he'll be more doing more phil- philanthropy outside of the raptors and helping in basketball in africa and things of that nature and yeah i'm 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 all for it i'm looking forward to it in terms of the things that he was saying i mean i don't know where to start i i loved everything that came out of his mouth really but yeah. um I, I think one part that jumped out to me was when he was asked the question about what did what did when you acquired precious achua what was the first thing what would you guys <laughs> talk about and the first thing precious said was finally and the first thing Masai said was you're mine now. And I, I don't know. That one jumps out to me. I'm not, like, that wasn't what I was expecting in terms of like things that I would remember. But I like yeah. that. I think that, that Precious is is, is going to be a special one for this team. And I think Masai just validated that. I mean, that's that in his name. Oh, it is. It's have true. You, have you, by the way, have you seen the names of his siblings? I'm going to pull it up. But, okay. I'm going to pull Precious. it up. But meanwhile, no, have... Jason, uh, well, what else stood out to you? Uh, yeah, like you said, many, plenty. Uh, one thing, obviously, to like you said, to see people in, the, in talking and asking Maasai actual questions in person. So that was fantastic. It was good to see dishes and dimes there. Um, just to see, yes. uh, you know, uh, diversity in there. It was, it was wonderful to see. Uh, and I think one of the best ones, one of the best quotes that I heard from Maasai is when I think it was think it was Grange who asked them or it might have been Lumenberg asked him like well, how long is the actual tenure of this contract and Masai said forever nice <laughs> however long like pressure's on Larry now so it's it's forever and it, it just makes it feel like this guy isn't here to play around he's not here for you know two to three years and he's out he's here for as long as he can and of course like I'm pretty sure we were talking about this before. We knew that Masai was going to be asked by plenty of people outside of basketball, philanthropists that you could have been uh, in politics, and one of them was was actually pretty uh, interesting when that he was talking about soccer and the fact that he could have been like like a GM for a football club. I could see that a lot too. But out of all of the things that were asked about him to be a part of. For him to be to stay in MLC, to be a uh, vice chairman, to be the president of the Raptors still for as long as he possibly can, is incredible to me. And I'm and I'm so happy that yes, there's going to be players that come and go. Yes, it was hard to see DeRozan, Lowry, Norm, all the staples that we've known and loved to be the Toronto Raptors. But Masai Ujiri is the architect of all of this. And yeah. I can't wait to see where he brings this. Cause I feel like now 
if you really think about it, I think it was Lowry was the last person that Brian Colangelo or from the Brian Colangelo era. Mm-hmm. So now it is all Maasai. To see yeah. where it goes with this is going to be incredible to watch. Yeah, and if we think about what how the last couple of off seasons have gone, right? Where where the Raptors have lost out on Kawhi and they lost out on Serge, and it's it's unfortunate that things have gone the way they have. But you know, him coming back here is a huge win for the franchise. And you know, even as we were mentioning earlier, he had his eyes set not on. Goran Dragic. His eyes were set on Precious Achua, who, by the way, his siblings' names, by the way, are God's Gift, Grace, Peace, God's Will, and Promise. Those are the names wow. of his siblings. That so, almost sounds like a sentence. Like, <laughs> God's Grace, Peace, God's Will, Precious. It sounds like a commercial, like a, like an Apple commercial. So like, I don't mean I to mean, be disrespectful. It certainly doesn't hurt that like his parents were both Pentecostal ministers. So they I mean, are? <laughs> But I, but I had a I feeling would, they were UFC fighters. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I will say this: I mean, it's I, I. The reason I bring that up is that I feel like Masai is like God's gift to us. Uh, you know, the Raptors fans have been really suffering, right? Pre Masai, this was a, a franchise that was teetering on its own existence, right? And Masai has been, uh, you know, a franchise saver, and he's going to try to save the franchise again again i'm not saying that this is this this franchise is nowhere near teetering but i would say that masai is definitely the leader that you want and mm-hmm. um i'm hoping that another quote that he said comes true i remember when he first joined many years ago you know he said that he wanted to bring a championship to toronto and that came true and he said it again and this time he worded it a bit differently and he said lastly i will say i want to celebrate properly one day when we win a championship mm-hmm. you know what he's referring to there and i'm hoping that those words do ring true uh, this time around i hope that when the next time around when the raptors do win a championship i mean i i'm not picky i hope it's anywhere at any time but i also feel like it would be incredible to see Masai lift it up in toronto lift that trophy up in toronto um, absolutely no one's going to uh mistaking him for anybody else <laughs> no, not this time. yeah not this time around okay Masai stays raptors are back in town speaking last, of conflict <laughs> last exactly last thing i wanted to ask you guys about is have you seen malice in the palace i know you guys know what a, what it's about i but, saw it live not in detroit or not, i'm sorry yeah not in detroit but like yeah i saw it i knew that was you throwing the beer no nah, no nah. <laughs> Believe me, if, if that was me that got that got my head rocked by Ron Artest, I, I'm telling you, I might not even be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I unfortunately have not watched it yet, but I believe you have, Jason, and I want to hear all about it. And I guess spoiler alert if if you do want to watch it, but like you already know how it turned out, really. So spoiler alert, nobody wins. <laughs> not spoiler even the game. Yeah. The game no, ends no, prematurely. <laughs> <laughs> the game has prematurely, so technically nobody won, even in that respect. So, Jason, uh, how how was it? Okay, so here, this is my thoughts on it. It's okay. I wouldn't say it's a great documentary. Uh, I ha- I I am a very big fan of documentaries, and it's really hard to compare something like The Last Dance. Which I thought it was fantastic. So don't don't do what I did and compare it to The Last Dance. Okay, the one the couple of things I have to say about Mouse in the Palace is the whole point of what. It was trying to do and they had interviews 
they set up interviews with uh, very prominent people, obviously, who are people who are we were involved with Jermaine O'Neal, Stephen Jackson, Ron Artest, Reggie Miller, everybody Ron who Artest was, was involved. involved. Ron Artest I'm joking. Was involved. I'm joking. Know, right? He wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't lying on the, on, on the scoreboard, but the whole point <laughs> of it was to get their side of the story. And I don't think that Malice, this show, uh, this depiction, and I know they only had an hour and like five minutes to talk about it, but they didn't really give us that story. They had, you know, again, spoiler alert, everyone who sh- should watch, you guys should watch it. If you don't want me to ruin it for you, don't listen to it right now. But what transpired in the in the show was it was like 45 minutes of backstories with uh, about the players who were involved, which is great. Right. Obviously, I would love to know where Jermaine O'Neal came from. I want to know his upbringing. I want to know what our runner test upbringing is. But then when it came to the actual event, it was like, okay, so-and-so did this, so-and-so did this, and this was a trial, and that was it. So I was like, there is there is little to do with trying to figure out the sides where we were supposed to find out from, from the players. It was hardly any of that, and it was very much like they were glossing over, and I'm going to say this right now, and I know I don't know if I want to you know keep this in or not, but they were glossing over the fact that there was so much racism involved in mm. the. I think you should keep this in. Yeah, right. And yeah. the part of what I was most interest, interested in, which they they hided a little bit, was after the fact that the Malice in the Palace happened, a lot went down about um, the media calling them thugs and calling the nba had a thug mentality and everything like that yeah but outside of that there was nothing to do with uh you know there is a you know obviously a backstory when it comes to how players are depicted from the media there was not there was hardly any of that and i wanted them to crack down on the fact that you shouldn't use obviously you shouldn't use words like thugs or or I know gangster or anything like that. When it comes to these players, these players are people, and there should have been a huge backstory on that. But they 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 glanced over it, and I was really disappointed uh, on it. You know, and they they ha- if you have such prominent people in your story that obviously have so much more to talk about, and and this is the you know a really low point in their career, and they want to clear the air. The fact that the media did this to them is huge, but it wasn't highlighted. And that's all, that's all I'm trying to say. Especially because I feel like calling them thugs, first off, yeah, the intent was racist. And, and you know, we can say that nearly 20 years later. Secondly, it doesn't paint the picture of why Ron Artest ran it. And I'm not saying what he did was, was, was good. I think it was terrible. But he went into the stance because he was trying to cool down on the judges table or sorry on the score mm-hmm. on the scorers table and people were throwing stuff at him it, it doesn't explain why ben wallace lost his pool because of the bubbling rivalry uh during the championship season with the Pistons, and you know the reggie miller led pacers where they were trying to you know get that championship the, the pistons went forth and then that game the pistons were getting destroyed if i'm not mistaken so yeah there was like a lot of chit chat back and forth. It wasn't just let's start a fight. And I feel like a lot of a lot of what happened was inspired by the crowd. And that's why it's at the palace. 
that palace is one of the main characters of this fight. It was the actual setting itself was important. And as you said, you know, there was there was a lot of racism that was actually being spewed at the players as well during all of this. There, a lot of crap went down. A lot of crap went down. And I feel like, just to toss in a quick shout-out, if you want to watch Malice at the Palace, but you also don't have enough time, you just want, like, a quick refresher course on, on everything, either before watching the doc or just in general, there's a great video on YouTube, a Deep Rewind. There's a series called Deep Rewind where it goes into, like, a lot of, like, things in NBA history, including Kawhi's shot in Toronto. So... Uh, you can check that out. It gives you a great, it doesn't even go into the fight itself. It just gives you a great precursor as to everything beforehand. And then you've got like 50 different videos of the actual fight itself. So um, I feel like a great afterthought is this is this documentary where you're hearing it from the players themselves after the fact 20 years later or so. So I feel like that would make like a, for like a nice evening of complete chaos. I feel like that's <laughs> what you should do. Yeah. So all, all in all, uh, NJ, I'll, I'll let you respond as well. I, I just think that at this point in time in our you know society where athletes are pointed to, you know, they get a lot of bad rep of like, um, for example, you have some players who are taking time off for mental health and they're getting scrutinized for that. If this documentary was about uh, looking at the sides of the players, they didn't do that to, for me. They They kind of like showed what happened, what the fans did, and then that was it. And so I feel like they missed a really big opportunity. Knowing what's going on with players right now, it should have been a better, a greater deal of like, look, this is what players have to go through. And fans obviously shouldn't, are, fans are in the wrong. Fans are in the wrong. 98% of the time fans are in the wrong <laughs> in these situations. <laughs> so I just feel like it wasn't done a way I would have done it. But, you know, to your own, to your judgment, uh, whoever is watching it, I, you know, I'm sure you guys have a different uh, thoughts on it, but that's my thought in it. And Jay, I don't know if you have anything else to say about that. No, I thought, I thought that the way you outlined it was really interesting because, you know, there's, there's two ways this could have been analyzed, right? This could have been like, you need to see this because of something that it brings to light that we weren't expecting, which I'll be honest, that's what I was hoping for. Or mm -hmm. you should watch it because... There are things that they're missing <laughs> and and yeah. you need to see this to almost believe it. And I think that you 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 both kind of um It's already stuff that we know and we've heard. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if this will dissuade people from watching it. Uh, I certainly it hasn't dissuaded me from watching it, but it is interesting to hear this perspective on it because yeah, I was um I'll be honest, I was really hopeful that it would tell a bit more of the story to exactly what you guys were, were pointing at. And the fact that it doesn't kind of sullies it for me. Right. But I, it's not going to change my, my yeah. viewpoint on but watching it. I, I think it's it still like, worth. Definitely watch it. Definitely have your own. I think it's for people who don't know about it already. That's, that's what it's for. It's, it's for the it people who aren't aware it of it. Yeah, it could be like an introduction of what it could have been, but like it was touted as this is the diff this is the different side of the story, and we can't wait to tell you about it. Well, I mean, it, it's not though. From the little I've seen, I've seen a little bit of it. It's not. It's still good for what it is, but it's it's nothing revelatory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, there you have it. Raptors <laughs> fan, I know it wasn't much of a before we get the crap kicked out of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before, before we get you know beers thrown at us, uh, 
us know what you think about Miles Pals. I would love to talk to you, but I would love to have a, a candid conversation with you. But until then, Dre, where can we find you, brother? Uh, well, I'm not going to give you my personal location now that I'm fearing for my life, <laughs> but um, you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> I don't race Babs. You can follow my film editorial and review website, Films Fatal, F-I-L-S-F-A-T-L-E.com, no spaces. My top 100 movie soundtracks of all time are coming up next week. So that's not going to include original scores or it's like orchestrations written for a film, but these are, you know, soundtracks to musicals or, you know, uh, popular songs or original songs, you know, these compilations. So I'm excited to deliver that. I also do the K-Cut, which is my movie podcast. And yeah, we're discussing some, some good movie stuff over there all the time. Jay, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Rosalisaurus. Um, new season over at Raptors HQ and exciting things that'll be happening uh, coming down the pipeline. Nothing to announce quite just yet. What I will use this opportunity to quickly do some quick shout outs to the rest of Raptors Twitter. So recently, Sean Woodley celebrated his 1000th episode. Yes, sir. Um, oh, congrats. As mentioned, and you know, his Locked On Raptors series is honestly, you know, it's in my top two in terms of listening to podcasts. So definitely a huge accomplishment there. Congratulations, Sean. Um, as Jason mentioned earlier, I mean, it, it's great to see more diversity in, in Raptors media. So, you know, another shout out again to the Dishes and Dimes crew for for showing for for getting the media credentials and, and really showing out and really representing. And also one final shout out to William Liu. I believe he's leaving Yahoo Sports. It's unfortunate. Oh. He is a staple. He's a staple. And I, I, I tweeted out that if there was a Mount Rushmore Raptors Twitter, his face would definitely be on there. So it's exciting. I mean, it's sad to hear that he's leaving Yahoo Sports. I'm hoping that 10 things still exist. Uh, and I'm excited to hear wherever his next chapter is. But congratulations all around. I mean, I think this season has shown that, you know, we are a resilient group as as Raptors Twitter and media folks. And uh, the next season will be exciting regardless of what our next journey will be. So um, kudos to all of you. And thank you, listeners, for continuing to listen to us. Over to you, Jason. There you go. And you can find all of us at That's Rap Pod. Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm throwing out there, Will. We can do a four-piece. We can do some That's Rap, all four of us. And it'd be amazing throughout uh, <laughs> the tenure of the next Raptors schedule. But yes, again, as you can, as I said, you can find all of us at That's Rap Pod on Twitter. And make sure to follow my work on uh, other podcasts such as MPS, as well as The Marketer's Journey. But until then, Raptors fans, can't wait for October 20th. That's a wrap.